Hey Scuttlebutts, Rick here. I feel rested, relaxed, and rejuvenated, and I'll tell you why. It's because I spent a week in the desert, and I didn't go there with my wife and kids. Uh Uh-uh. I went there with with a bunch of people I didn't know, and we just hung out. Did some mountain biking and hiking, looked at the stars around a fire, you know, just unplugged. In fact, I don't even know where my cell phone was all week, and it feels good. Let's talk about it. Ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt is brought to you in part by APC Pest Control, knocking them dead since 1981, and ParkStreetBooks.com, New England's largest children's bookstore. Small Town Scuttlebots. Hey, Scuttlebuds, what's going on? It's Rick Fink Jr. Hanging out in the northeast corner of my basement in the Scuttlebutts studio. Across the table from me is my friend Liz Daly. Mike's off for the week. Don't you love it? We sound like we're like official, like, you know, know, like the six o'clock. Standing in for Mike Page is Liz Daly. (laughs) Hey, Liz, how's it going? Fantastic. Thank Good. you for having me. I'm, I'm glad you're here because uh, you know what I just did? I went on a vacation. What? What's yeah. that? <laughs> well, yeah, I know. It's one of those things where you go off and you kind of like uh, decompress and, and all that stuff. And the weird thing about this vacation was I didn't go with my family. It was just wow. me. And I hung out with a bunch of people I didn't even know. That's unheard of. Do you think that's weird? I think that more people should do something like that because I'm, I'm guessing that after that experience, you learned something new about yourself and you kind of reminded yourself that, hey, I've, I'm still Rick and I still have my own identity and I'm not just Leslie's husband and Rosie and Charlie's dad, that you've got interests outside of your family and it's okay to pursue them. And I think a lot of times, particularly parents, we feel guilty about doing things for ourselves or outside of our family, that solo trips are reserved for young people without families or Julia Roberts and Eat, Pray, Love or something. It, okay, I never read that book or saw that movie or definitely I never will. It. No, no. But everything you just said, it's like you just got inside my brain. Yeah, I went on a trip and yeah, everything you just said, I thought was all the cliche things like mm-hmm. find yourself. Like I'm 45. I, I know, right? Don't I know who I am? No, I? I don't no. think so. I well, don't think we, I think it's a constant journey of self-discovery. Yes, on. yes. And the last time I actually took a deep breath and reflected on who the hell am what am I what am I where what how did I get here right I was I don't know 34 getting married with no kids like that was the last time I ever went on a trip by myself or with some friends or whatever this yeah, well, was since then you've been like a hamster on a wheel right like we're going 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 at this crazy frenetic pace all the time mm-hmm. so you don't have that opportunity to pause and self-reflect because yeah. you're, you're constantly doing things and most of the time it's for other people It's like when you go out to dinner with your spouse. What do you end up talking about the whole time? The kids. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's just hit pause here because a funny thing happened the other day. (laughs) Small town living. Mm -hmm. Scuttlebuds, you ever go out to dinner with your significant other and you kind of hope to not see anyone else there? And then all you see is everybody else there? That, That happened, me and Liz. Yep. 
We didn't go on a double date, but we kind of had one as I sat down at Kiara in Westwood next to you and your husband. Mm -hmm. And we were out to dinner for Dan's birthday. Yeah. It's just the look on your face when you came. It was hysterical. Mm -hmm. And then thank God that we're good enough friends, all of us, that there was this acknowledgement like, this is weird. This wasn't supposed to happen. We don't want to spend the night talking to each other. So we're going to pretend we don't know each other. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny because we sit down, we have the ha ha, let's acknowledge small world. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we, we were talking, we're hanging out maybe five minutes. And then I, I, one of us was just like, okay, so this time was, to wrap up the pleasantries. Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> you guys do you, we'll be over here. And when one of us leaves, probably you, cause you got here first, we'll mm-hmm. all say goodbye. Do this again. Completely. But that was, was funny. Great. And then we both had to walk past the other two <laughs> couples on a double date from down the street that were also mm-hmm. there. So that's three couples. I know. That we I bumped know. into. I at just a did restaurant. sort of like the drive by goodbye. I didn't want to stop at the table and, and interrupt them. Oh, yeah. So I love a good, not to say, but I love a good Irish goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. I love to let's slink out. And yeah. <laughs> Smile, wave, keep the feet moving. Mm-hmm. You know, Leslie yep. didn't do that. She smiled, waved, stopped, and then started talking. And then I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> and these neighbors are great. They're fine. Oh, yeah, but they're again, awesome. it was a Saturday night and I didn't have them in my plans. Mm-hmm. And also they're sitting down with food on the table. Let's be courteous. Like, exactly. you know, I hear you. I hear you. But back to back. your trip. Yeah, it's like you just read my mind. All You have to do the self-care, take care of yourself, decompress, think about yourself for a minute. I think a lot of that, and maybe it's just the guy mentality of like, I don't need to do any of that. I just really wanted to go because I loved the desert, and this was an opportunity where that presented itself to me. And I thought, you know what? What if I just asked Leslie if I could go on a field trip? You know, can she sign my permission slip? (laughs) And she was like, yeah, sure. It's a four-day thing, you know? I mean, you haven't really gone out anywhere in a long time. Go ahead. And I, I did. And uh, the company is Adventure Base Camps. Uh, it's run by a guy named Jeff Buell, who I've befriended. And, um, you know, he was on in a previous show. We talked about uh, getting ready for the trip. And the communications he has leading up to it is talking about your mental preparedness, your physical preparedness. So this wasn't just like a, all right, I'm going to, you know, book a long weekend to Iceland and sightsee. Like you had to prepare mentally and physically yeah, for this. Yeah. He he kind of uh, pitches it sort of like um, outward bound for adults. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. And uh, I got to say, I came back and um, I feel rested, relaxed, rejuvenated. I feel a new perspective on life. And I know this sounds like a lot of pseudoscience bullshit. But it's true. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of the re-entry. You know, yeah. I came in on a red eye. It was like rainy and gray skies at six in the morning. It was like, yeah, I was just in Moab. You were able to maintain sort of that mindset, though, because I feel like a lot of times when we come back from vacation, we're so quick to flip that switch back to reality. And we kind of forget all of the mm-hmm. wonderful things we experienced and, and being in a better headspace and all of that. But you've been able to kind of keep up with that since you got back? Yes. And a lot of it is because I like to do photography. Processing those photographs throughout the week sort of helped the reintroduction Mm -hmm. back into the real world. But you came with uh, some information about the value. How would I say this? The value of of the importance of the self-care element of, of taking some time for yourself. So over to you. What do you have? Thank you. Yeah. So travel is actually a vital form of self-care. And so I think oftentimes when you have a picture of self-care in your mind, it's, you know, Enya playing, it's a massage, it's 
you know, um, whatever, yoga mm-hmm. retreats, what have you. Yeah. But self-care is actually defined as any activity you do to take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, and physically to improve your mood and keep you relaxed and anxiety-free, which certainly sounds, Rick, like a good sum up of your experience in mm-hmm. Moab. Mm-hmm. So it's particularly beneficial because you're physically removed from all the places that cause you the most stress, work and home. Yep. No laundry to be done, no meetings to go to, no kids to deal with, etc. So for people with kids, traveling alone might seem like this huge luxury. But, you know, to your point, you discussed it with your wife, with your partner. You both said, yeah, of course, like take some time for you. The kids survived. She survived. Like it's OK to make that time because, again, We're still individuals. So now more than ever, though, Rick, you might not realize this, as we come out of this post-pandemic haze, embracing self-care and your mental well-being are critically important because there's no vaccine for mental health. According to the National Health Institute survey conducted by the CDC, adults who reported symptoms of anxiety or depressive disorder prior to the pandemic was 11%. And that number has since jumped to 41%. Isn't that crazy? That is sad. It is really sad. And I would say that that number is probably underreported because there's such a stigma attached to mental health and Mm -hmm. being honest about mental health struggles. So for the sake of argument, let's say that is underreported. That would mean that probably more than half of people in this country are struggling with some type of anxiety or depressive disorder. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, denial, right? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's like, "Mm, okay. Yeah. Peek behind the curtain. It's not so fine, is it? Mm, Right. Um, So anyway, self-care travel opportunities don't happen on a regular basis. So here are some tips, Scuttlebuds, to make sure that you get the absolute most out of your self-care vacation. First and foremost, and I think you did this, Rick, commit to a digital detox. So I didn't see any Instagram posts from you from Moab. Like you were present. You weren't hashtag no filtering anything, right? I turned the phone off, put it at the bottom of my backpack. And then I told Jeff Buell, who we'll have on in a couple minutes, to text my wife. Anything happens at home, you need to get in touch with Rick. Get us on this phone number. And the phone call never came through. So that's huge. Digital Mm -hmm. detox. Second is talk to people you meet, learn about their backgrounds, where they're from, learn about their culture, like really immerse yourself in experience of, you know, getting out of your every day. And it sounds like you were were probably with some pretty interesting people on this trip, I would think. Yeah, there was uh, nine of us. And that's we did a lot of sharing and talking about stuff. And I know that sounds so unlike me to be like, oh, let's share (laughs) our feelings and tell stories. But It was pretty cool. Like, I really was blown away by the openness by people. Mm -hmm. There's some heavy stuff that was shared around, but it wasn't burdensome. It wasn't like, oh, my God, go talk to your nail tech about this. Like, (laughs) I don't want to hear it. No, I was genuine. I genuinely cared about these people. And I just knew them for a day or two days or three days. And by the end of it, it's all big, giant hugs and goodbyes Mm -hmm. and. Well, you're, you're all sharing this really amazing common experience. So that in and of mm-hmm. itself probably organically bonds you to a certain extent. There's mutual respect mutual, there. Yes, yeah. that, thank yep. you. That's exactly it. Sure. Okay, so, go on. so next is count memories, not calories. So when I was in my late teens and early 20s, I was lucky enough. My parents took my sisters and I on a couple trips to Europe. And I think we ate, we were super picky eaters back then. So I think we literally ate pastry like three days a week when we were in Paris. Like just like... No, I don't want to go to dinner here, but can, can I just get like three eclairs next door? <laughs> like we just, it was amazing. And mm-hmm. then when we were in Italy, we ate gelato and tiramisu every day and just and fresh pasta, like just really soaking up the culture and everything that a place has to offer. Now, I don't know what kind of 
cuisine was served in the desert? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you, how did you guys navigate the cooking and the food? We had steak, we had salmon, we had, Ooh, we that ate well. Good. They had a um, uh, a Dutch oven that they put over a burner and made like apple crisp. I mm-hmm. mean, we were taking care of omelets in the morning or pancakes. Nice. Yeah, when when they said it was going to be good food, I was like, okay, how good could it right. possibly be? They yeah, had, when you say you know backpacking in the desert, I'm thinking like right. you're trying to get water out of a cactus or kill a snake for protein <laughs> or something. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. watched too much Naked and Afraid. <laughs> I was going to say a lot of Bears Grills. No, they had a three burner industrial stove, mm-hmm. you know, and they had uh, you know a table with they had all the all the trimmings and fixings nice. there. Yeah, so it was nice. really good. So, and for anyone who's ever traveled anywhere, mm-hmm. just know that things aren't always going to go the way you planned, right? There's going to be a canceled flight. They're going to lose your luggage, whatever. So another important thing is to just control what you can control. Like when my parents took us to London, we got our car towed because my dad didn't realize he parked in a no parking place on a Sunday. The mm-hmm. sign was very misleading. So we had to take like multiple tubes all over the place to get to the wherever the impound place was, where our rental car was. My dad was cursing a blue streak. He was so pissed that this happened. And my sisters and I were just psyched to be like on the tube in London and like <laughs> seeing like all these different people and all these different experiences. Like for us, it was a huge adventure. For my dad, it was a costly mistake. <laughs> yeah, that's a downer for your vacation though. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, like it was a funny story the way I looked at it. Again, yes. I wasn't paying for it. <laughs> No, or and I didn't have to navigate my family through the undergrounds of London to get to the impound lot, but it was an adventure. Now, does that story stand the test of time? Is it something that you oh, guys yeah. can still talk Completely. about? <laughs> and my dad laughs about it to this day. Roll yeah. with it. It'll be it'll be funny someday, mm-hmm. right? Tell yourself that. Exactly. Cool. And last but not least is, and it sounds like this was your whole trip, Rick, was try something new. So I have this devastating fear of heights. Like I just. It's unexplained. Mm-hmm. But when I went to Bermuda, I went parasailing. I was like, I'm going to do this because I'm going to tell myself that my fear is totally irrational. And I'm so glad like, I was terrified. That's from the back of a boat, right? Mm-hmm. OK. And it, it probably for a lot of people out there. It's lame because that's not that adventurous for some people. Uh, but for me, it totally was. You're up there. Sure. Yes, I was up there. And so that was I was so glad I did that. I was like, I tried something new and it was a long time ago, but I still remember the feeling of being terrified and then not terrified and just how cool it was to be up in the air. So when did that switch? It was like I was going up, terrified, terrified, terrified. I was all the way up and literally in two seconds, I was like, oh, I'm totally fine. Really? Yeah, because it was just so beautiful. Uh-huh. I mean, it was just the ocean was gorgeous. The sun, like everything, The sur- I, I was able to get out of my head and appreciate the surroundings yeah. rather than be terrified. Did you do it me. by yourself? No, oh, it's just I you. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. So, so again, your experience sounds like a lot of it was all brand new. See, I just blindly walked in going, yeah, I'll do that. Tell me where to go. And That's what a big deal, though, too, to like relinquish control and just yeah. trust that you're going to get from point A to point B just fine and everything's going to work out okay in between. Yeah. So... That's huge. So that's our that's our tips, Scuttlebuds, okay. for ways to embrace and get the most out of your self-care travel vacation. All right, Liz. Well, thanks for sharing that input. Um, and it also confirms that what I did was was good for me. And therefore, it, it relays the return on investment. It's good for the family because no one wants a irritable, cranky dad, right? That's right. <laughs> and they don't have that now. All right. Why don't we go to a commercial break and then I'll play the interview I did with Jeff.
Medfield Village Cleaners has a delivery program that keeps growing by the week. All of their award-winning services to your front door. That includes... Wait, hold on. My son just walked in here. Charlie, what is that on your shirt? Blood. Whose blood is it? I don't know another man. Well, take that shirt off and give it to me. We have to give that shirt to Medfield Village Cleaners. Now go read a book and stop making me look like a bad parent. All their award-winning services for your front door, dry cleaning, laundered shirts, alterations and repairs. Check them out on Facebook and message them to set it up. Or call them at 508-359-8048. It's a crazy world out there, right? Like, you've got to be ready for anything. Like a zombie apocalypse. So what are you going to do to be ready for that? You're just going to let your kid just fend for themselves, running away from zombies who want to eat their brains? Or are you going to take your kid to Perez Martial Arts? Students at Perez Martial Arts at every age will learn about being responsible and how to be accountable for their own actions and how having responsibility will help them grow to be strong and positive leaders. Help them fend off those zombies should a zombie apocalypse occur and enroll them in Perez Martial Arts. Check them out, PerezMartialArts.com. You asked for some Advil, so I ran upstairs. I got everything except for what you asked for. So what do you got? You have ibu like generic ibuprofen. I've got uh, Tylenol extra strength. I have Junior strength Advil, mm-hmm. and I have Motrin. I mean, the Junior <laughs> strength Advil. If you eat like ten of them, it's probably be good. Well, for let you. me see. What are they? A hundred hundred mil per. I can't. I can't read it. Can you read the mil? Jeez, oh, why do they make them so small? We're getting old. Yeah. Uh, hundred, hundred milligram. Okay. So six of these, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're chewable too. Yeah. Cool. They're grape flavored. Oh, do you, you like grape? Grape's I, good. I do like grape. And yeah. uh, do you like uh Fred Flintstone? Um, do they even make those vitamins? Those I used to eat those like candy when I was Me little. Me too. I would eat like nine, 10, 11 of them. Like we got, yeah. my mom was, they were within reach. She thought we were old enough to, you know, administer Regulate. them ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Nope, they shouldn't make those so tasty. Yeah, I like to uh, nibble the ears off of the people. <laughs> What's your favorite cereal? Uh, Life. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? What's yours? Lucky Charms. Really? You still eat Lucky Charms? Yeah. Well, every once in a while for like a treat. Mm-hmm. And I, but I, <laughs> but I drink it with almond milk now. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of defeats the like the vanilla eighty calorie. Oh, sure. The real sugary one. Yeah. Right. One and just it's such a treat. I recommend it. And and maybe some Captain Crunch here and there. Life is very responsible of you as a forty six year old. Well, I've always loved it. It's always been great. My grandparents used to give it to me when I was a kid, you know, and go to their house. That's that's what they had, life. The cinnamon life or the regular? No, no, the original. Yeah, the one okay. the, the one that Mikey likes. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I know. Like when you said it, I was like, Holy smokes, was he on that was Rick yeah, like, on that commercial? Yeah, was that he goes, that guy? Yeah, that goes back to the nineteen seventies. The cereal has not changed. So Scuttlebuds, this is Jeff Buell, and he was on here several weeks ago. Uh, he started a business called Adventure Base Camps, and I declared I wanted to go on the trip, and I did go on the trip, and that trip was to Moab, Utah. At the time, I have to concede, I wasn't sure if Moab was in Utah or New Mexico. <laughs> I've only lived in this country for 46 years, but now I know. There was nine people on the trip, including the two guides that were local. It took us around. 
We did uh, mountain biking. We did some hiking down into a canyon. We saw some 10,000-year-old pictographs. Mm. Just stunning. Stunning to go for a hike and look up on a wall, and there is... Now, we don't say wall art. That's one thing we learned. That's not what the indigenous people prefer it to be called. And we learned that from Kirsten, who owns Rim Tours out in Moab. Mm -hmm. And she's an old friend of mine and my strategic partner on that project. And, you know, know, we're we're all learning at every step of the way. And I, I really enjoyed how Kirsten kind of like spontaneously went into that real conversational description about what we were looking at. Mm-hmm. And that hike is awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, because we basically had to traverse down kind of like this steep area into the valley. And there was a couple times we're like right on the edge and we're not feeling like we're going to die. We're not roped in. No, but we but did the, need a rope at one point. We did need a rope at that one point, that one little section, but it was a great a great chance for you know the team to work with each other, help each other. Mm-hmm. I got some sick pictures from that that mm-hmm. just are so cool to look at because you know we're scrouching under this like crevasse in the side of the valley wall with our backpacks on, big smiles on our face, and, it, and it's basically dropping straight off from there. It was right. pretty cool. Right, it was cool. And the base camp, which is the tented base camp, is basically perched up on top of that ridge looking down into that valley. So on that day one agenda, you know, we meet early in the morning, we pick you guys up, uh, we got everyone fitted to like top of the line, full suspension mountain bikes. We got, we received instruction at the trailhead. Um, I had some opening remarks for everybody, just kind of reiterating the, you know, a little bit of the philosophy of the, of the trip and the project, which was a extension of, you know, five weeks of pre-expedition communication where you're talking about gear, logistics, timing, philosophy, and, it was so nice to kick it off. It's such a relief for me to bring in a new team and have that moment where you are officially are there and you get to thank everybody for making the effort to come out. And, you know, me knowing from experience that you guys are all going to have an amazing time. And then we, you know, of course, rode into base camp on our bikes. Yeah. Had, had lunch and then went for that hike you were talking about. Yeah. Let's talk about those bikes. Those things are the real deal. I had a mountain bike in college it was a Cannondale. Yeah. It had um, suspension on the front fork, and that Ooh, was it. That, that buddy, that's high end back then. <clears throat> yeah, that was in 1997. So when I graduated from college in 1998, I was two months behind on my rent with the landlord at the fraternity house. Yeah. But the guy lost his driver's license. And I didn't have use for this bike anymore because I needed that just to get across campus, right? So I said, hey, uh, how about... In exchange for the two months of rent that I owe you, I just give you my bike. <laughs> Perfect. Here's the deal. The thing is, Rick, I'm not like some crazy mountain biker. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm like you. I'm a decent athlete. But that's the thing. You don't need to. It's not designed to, to uh, you know, have to be an expert mountain biker. Because, you know, the mountain biking is the stimuli. Right. And that's what fires the brain. And that's what builds that team connection. You know, I had an open mind the whole trip. And I was like, okay, let's do this. But there was a little bit of like internal dialogue in my head making fun of the fact like you're 45 and you're getting a lesson on how to ride a bicycle. Like, what what the fuck is going on? But I'm like, these bikes, 
you said full suspension. It's more than just full suspension. There's a button that drops your seat down because you're going to be going down some incline that's going to require you to bring your center of gravity behind that back wheel, which means that seat's got to get out of the way. Scuttlebutt's at home. If you think of like your office chair, you pull the lever, it drops down. It's the same exact concept. It's so it's a valuable way to avoid hitting your nuts on <laughs> yes, the seat if yep. you get into a jam. Yeah. But it's a hard hard little nuance to master. Yes. Did you how'd you do on that? I did I was I wasn't watching your ass in your seat that much. Well, I was watching yours and you were doing a really good job. Thank Jeff. you. I and know. I, I'm I'm good at that. Yeah. So I was like, how do I make my ass move like his? And uh <laughs> over time I was getting there. You were an all-star on this on this adventure. Oh, please elaborate. It was impressive. Your attitude, your commitment, and your riding. You mm -hmm. try, you know, you went for everything, you know, for better, for worse. You took a couple spills, mm -hmm. got back up on the horse. Yeah. Minor scruff up. Uh, a little more than minor, actually, on that second one. Yeah, my left leg, um, it wasn't broken. Can I see it? Yeah, sure. What's it look like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look Buddy. That. Yeah. That's legit. It is legit. Yeah. Um, what do your kids think? They think you're oh, uh, like my total son? stud? Yeah. My, my son, Charlie, says, you're the toughest dad ever. But that's right after I gave him a fossilized Mosasaurus tooth <laughs> and a dinosaur bone fragment as souvenirs. That's some good stuff right there. Mm -hmm. Now, we say that, but anyone that would ever think of going on this trip, which I totally encourage, don't be... Scuttlebuds shouldn't be... Um, weary of that like oh i'm gonna get hurt this is too much of a trip no i made the conscious decision on a technical component of the trail you had gone through it just fine there's yeah. another guy that went through it and then three people in front of me chose not to yep opted out and i thought i'm gonna get my money's worth on this goddamn trip <laughs> <laughs> I, so i'm gonna go down this thing like that's what i came here for and i thought i could but you know what as I was halfway down, I got inside my head. It's something I always do. I overthink something. I came to a stop. Mm. You know, you got to keep rolling. You got to keep going, like execute. I stopped and gravity, just, over, gravity just brought me down to my left side. But that was the steep angle. Right. That's and scary. So it is. That is scary when you're teetering and you're falling the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. And, you know, hey, you could make a good analogy on life. You got to keep the momentum. Mm -hmm. You got to make the commitment, keep the momentum. You have to let the technology of the bike help you. Yeah. And you shut it down in like a moment. But the thing, the thing that's important to, to call out is that no one was egging you on because when you're at base camp, you know, you're in complete control of your own situation. Yeah. Everything is optional and, and it's been such a uh, effort by me over these last three years to try to really kind of firm that up in the culture of base camp because we don't want anyone feeling like they're doing anything they don't want to do. I mean, the whole idea at base camp is to do exactly what you want to do. And I, but I'll say that I was really impressed that you went for it. And you know, I didn't say a word. I'm watching from a distance and mm. it was sad to see you go over <laughs> like that. <laughs> but I'm saying to myself, Rick, all right, Rick, mm -hmm. letting it flow, baby. I've only passed out once in my life and I felt it coming on. I just felt like blood it was, was hot. leaving my Sun's my high in the sky. It's hot. It's dry. Yep. Kirsten was checking to see if it was broken. People were just being helpful. Yeah, no, I I thought it, it was, was really nice. It was it was nice. It was it was a it was a nice moment, you know. And mm -hmm. the, at my expense, it, it, but but. <laughs> 
but you were just one once again another great example of your positive contribution to the team. <laughs> but the thing was, it was a team building moment. I remember uh, Gina came over to me and and I squirted out my water out of my backpack onto mm. her little rag, which she brought to you and yes. put on your neck. That was very nice. Of her. And they all, everyone gathered around you and was you know concerned about you know, your well-being, And it was a nice moment. Like I said, I mean, you were, you showed up in a really great way. And uh, I know that we met for the first time when we did the last podcast. That's right. And I definitely feel like I know you a lot more now. And I appreciated your attitude. I appreciated your open mind. I appreciated your contributions, you know, to the group, to the group and to the team. And, you know, you brought a lot of great humor to the team. Mm -hmm. uh, which we really appreciate. And by the way, I would say it was non-cynical humor. Some people okay? might you're, be you're very, it. you're very talented. You're a very talented comedic mind, uh -huh. you know, but, but when you couple that with your really down to earth attitude and a non-cynical approach, yeah. it's really nice to hang with you. And I feel like I know you much better now. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I, I have trouble like describing what happened you know like i come back and it was i took the red eye uh it was 6 30 in the morning it was raining there's your new england sky of gray you know it's just and jet lag i slept till three in the afternoon which made me feel like you know pretty crummy right it's like you should be up and doing stuff it's a school day like <laughs> and uh yeah it was like wow what what did i just that was an amazing. What happened? What happened? I literally unplugged, just focusing on the day to day, the the blue skies, the orange landscape, the dry air. Moab is literally Mars with vegetation on it. Yeah, like mm -hmm. there's no place like Moab. And there's something spiritual about it. There is, there is, and it fits nicely with just kind of the mojo of base camp too. I mean, we're you know we got one life to live. We all die in the end. <laughs> Yes. So you know, I I I struck that from my opening remarks. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, no, we're all about it. to die. <laughs> Can I stop you right there? You only have one chance here. You know, you're mortal. So that really knocks down your ego when you realize that. Hey, I've got. <clears throat> I don't know how much time I have left here. It could be twenty years. It could be forty. Yeah, could, could, could be a couple of years. Who knows? Like, take every day, you know, for what it is, and find the good in things. Yeah, I mean, and and the thing about that is that you know the 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 base camp thing, which you know kind of came about organically. And I am a serial entrepreneur, and I see this opportunity because when we get to be this age, you know, 40, 50, 60 or whatever, you have a greater awareness of that concept. And I've always felt like that's a positive motivator mm -hmm. like hey yeah we're, you're gonna die in the end you know do good shit before you die yep create positive energy don't connect yourself with people that are sucking your energy right. so you know the base camp project has been very selfish in the idea that i'm trying to create something that's so cool and so meaningful and so value packed that mm -hmm. you know it attracts great people yeah because that's what i want to do before I die is I want to surround myself with really great people. I want to brainstorm. I want to collaborate. I want to learn from them. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to be comfortable being who I am. Yeah. And you know, I don't know if you noticed, but my beard's out of control. Like this is what happens to me after base camp. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's hard to re re-entry is hard. Yeah. Because as you were referencing earlier, it's a special 
situation because everybody's showing up and they're committed to the idea like, hey, there is no judgment. It's not a competition. This is an adventure of a lifetime. Yeah. And guess what? I can just be myself while I'm there, like literally be myself. And if that means you just sit there and listen and go to bed early, then great. If that means that you want to tell stories about some stuff that's happened in your life, that's great too. Mm-hmm. It there really is no rule, you know, because it's a it's a team of individuals, and we're all working on our own stuff. I like this question. If somebody asked from Europe, said, "I've got two weeks, I want to see the United States by car, but I don't want to spend the whole time driving to the next place. I just want to drive and enjoy." Where are you going to send them? Well, I mean, the, so two weeks. I mean, theoretically, you could fly into Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Rent a Pacifica or something like that. No, not a Pacifica. No, a Pacifica or like a Flex. What? <laughs> Dude, up your game. You're with the family, right? You have some kids with you. See, I'm speaking from my perspective. Okay, but okay. I'm not, into, you know, this is your answer. Fly I'm into gonna... Salt Lake, yep. met, rent a minivan. Minivans are the best <laughs> vehicles ever invented. I mean, I'm being dead serious. Dude, you're I not wanna... being so not cool. No. They're super cool. If I could do it all over again, I would have a minivan in high school. Really? I would have all my my friends in there. You can fit like nine golf bags. The and problem is you wouldn't have people. any friends because you know why? You drive a minivan. <laughs> I'm telling you. Go ahead. Jack it up two inches, throw a nice rack on the top. All right. It's an adventure vehicle. You can do a full-size air mattress in the back. No sure. problem. Sleep sleep like a baby. Okay. So, but, it, but anyway, so you rent, you rent some vehicle, you know, mm-hmm. but something large, mm-hmm. and you drive down to uh, Zion. And you hike Zion, mm-hmm. and then you go to Bryce Canyon. You know, we're doing a we're doing a counterclockwise loop here. Okay. Okay. And this mm-hmm. could be one week. You yeah. drive down to Zion, hike Zion, maybe spend a couple nights. Mm-hmm. Go to Bryce, ride horses. Go to Moab, ride motorcycle or ride pedal bikes, mountain bikes. Yep. Head back to um, Salt Lake. Then you got to go to Colorado. You got to fly from there to Colorado. Go due south down to Santa Fe. Just check it out. Okay. But really spend some time in Colorado at some elevation, you know, 9,000, 10,000. Dillon, Colorado, That's for nice. example. Yep. So beautiful. And this would be summertime. Actually, this would be springtime. Springtime. Okay. What would you do? What would you say? All right. I would recommend that this person fly into San Francisco and rent a vehicle. What kind? Well, you're going to need a convertible for this one. Okay. <laughs> so I would say, you know what? My wife and I were in Arizona, Phoenix. We got a, uh, we rented a convertible Mustang. And I'm not a big muscle, American muscle car. I like German. It was nice, though. It was great. One morning, we drove Mesa, Scottsdale, and outside of Phoenix in the desert for two hours from 7 to 9 a.m. in a Saturday morning in May. Coffee? Oh yeah, it was, it was living. It was one of those moments where I just look back on and go, I wish we could do that again. That's something I'm going to want to do. Just keep driving, like Thelma mm-hmm. and Louise. Yes, just it was so wonderful. So I'm going to take the car experience and apply it to this route. But you're going to fly into San Francisco. Yep. You're going to have some backpacking gear. Throw that in the trunk. You're going to go out to wine country if that's your thing. Yeah. Right. Out that way is Yosemite National Park. Okay. Oh, yeah, with the Redwoods. Yep. 
you got to see the redwoods. You got to see the waterfalls. But if you want to see the really big redwoods, you can keep driving north a little bit. Yeah. Right. But then you're going to go down the Pacific Coast Highway and Scuttlebuds. If you're going to do Route One in California, the Pacific Coast Highway, you have to do it with a north-south direction because that puts you on the right side of the road and it cl- puts you closer to the vistas. If you were to go from say San Diego to San Francisco, well. It's on the other side of the street, and, you know, it's different. Different. So I would swing back down through San Francisco, Golden Gate Bridge, all through there, right? Uh, And then just keep going and just stay. You're going to go through Central Coast region. You're going to go through Malibu. Matador Beach is amazing. Like, when you get down to some of these places, you're going to be like, oh, I think they shot at least half the car commercials from here. You know, that is an experience, you mm-hmm. know, doing California that way. And I've done that on my motorcycle. It's a cool place. So like, can make- I so can I plug Base Camp real quick? Yeah. And so, just say so where do we find you? It's adventurebasecamps with an S dot com. Or jump on Insta at adventure.basecamps. Don't forget the S. Posting pictures from the Moab trip, um, advertising for the upcoming Montana trip. You know, we still have a couple spots open on that. It's mm-hmm. 529 to 62. I'm doing a private trip with a group out of California in August, and then I'm probably going to re redo the Moab experience again in October, and maybe some people would love to get that on the calendar. Nice. Um, but I appreciate the time on the podcast. Comp- I compliment you guys on you know running an awesome podcast, and I'm looking forward to listening to all your upcoming episodes, and I hope I can come back again. Well, thanks a lot for coming back in, man. It was fun to kind of talk. You know what? I, this was like the debriefing from such yeah. a a real experience that um, it's it's the trip that keeps on tripping, man. Absolutely. You know and, I mean? and you know what? Don't overthink it. Just enjoy the afterglow. Just enjoy that feeling that you felt. And, you know, hopefully you can use it to be motivated to be a little more authentic just in your regular life, whether it's your kids or your friends or your wife or whatever. Yep. It's good to be you. Life's a journey, man. All right. Well, uh, for Jeff Buell with Adventure Base Camps, I'm Rick Fink Jr. This is Small Town Scuttlebutt. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Buell up. Thank you.